Have you ever wondered what unicorns eat for breakfast? Or maybe what they use to keep their skin looking so flawless? Well, even if I don't know these answers, I can tell you something equally as interesting and unicorn related. Over 20% of all unicorn startups are using HubSpot, and for good reason. HubSpot's all-in-one platform levels up your sales, software, and support so you can grow beyond your wildest dreams, boosting leads and ramping sales along the way. They even have a constantly evolving collection of resources to help startups scale. Plus, with the HubSpot for Startups program, you can save up to 90% off your first year. I'll admit it does sound a little too good to be true. But unlike that majestic and also incredibly fictitious unicorn, HubSpot for Startups is all real. To see if you're eligible to save on HubSpot and take your growth to new heights, visit HubSpot.com startups. Howdy, folks. It is Thursday, November 10th. I'm Jacob Cohen here with Juliet Bennett Ryla, and you are listening to The Hustle Daily Show. Today, we've got a lot to discuss. We're going to be taking a look at the wide scale layoffs at Meta, affecting 13% of the 87,000 person or so company. But also, we're taking a step back and looking at tech layoffs more broadly. We're also going to be looking at a trend away from alcohol, non-alcoholic beer, sober bars, all kinds of stuff. Juliet's got the deets on that. But before we get to all that, a few headlines in tech and business. Let's get crack like Okay, first things first, TSMC, the Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing Company, may build another $12 billion or so advanced chip factory in Arizona. This is a huge deal because TSMC, which is a more than $300 billion company that accounts for 92% of global advanced semiconductor production capacity builds chips for much of the world's tech across iPhones, military equipment, cars, you name it, represents a humongous geopolitical risk just by the fact that it's based and operates pretty much solely out of Taiwan. Uh, So building up semiconductor manufacturing capabilities in the U.S. is really important, and this would be a big step towards that. And you can listen to our episode actually from October 25th, all about this. Moving along, Beyond Meat on Wednesday reported a 22.5% drop in net sales to just over $82 million for the third quarter as demand for its fake meat products wanes. Thoughts on fake meat, Juliet? Are you pro, foe? I like the idea of fake meat. I think the more options people have, the better. However, I do think fake meat is oftentimes kind of gross. I would rather just eat a vegetable. (laughs) All right, moving along. Cannot spell crypto without cry. Crypto exchange Binance walked away from a deal announced on Tuesday, just on Tuesday, to buy rival exchange FTX, which is dealing with severe liquidity issues. Issues at the company were beyond their control or ability to help, Binance said. Most of FTX's legal and compliance staff also reportedly quit Tuesday evening, according to Semaphore. Meanwhile, crypto prices continue to plummet. All right. And in other news, Amazon Clinic, question mark, the company published then quickly removed a YouTube video about something called Amazon Clinic, which is apparently a telehealth offering that they are working on. We'll see where they go with that. Also, speaking of YouTube, YouTube Music and Premium added 30 million subscribers 
in one year, bringing the total to 80 million across both platforms. And I thought this was neat. First, it was bikes. Now it's rugs. Peloton founder and former CEO John Foley's teaming up with other Peloton co-founders to launch Ernesta, or maybe it's like Ernesta, which is a <laughs> D, which is a direct-to-consumer rug brand that they're starting. And the name is apparently a nod to Ernest Hemingway and Bob Nesta. Marley. Do Ernest Hemingway and Bob Marley, um, do they have like a particular interest in rugs? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, he did explain some of this, I believe, on the, the website they launched. I remember looking at it and there's like a 2000 word explanation of the name, <laughs> but we can look into that. Yeah, sounds good. All right. Now we're going to talk about some grim tech news. Uh, what's going on over at Meta, Jacob? Yes. Yeah, so... You know, it's and it's really not just Meta. Uh, Meta's what we saw happen yesterday, though. Mark Zuckerberg announced the largest layoffs in his company's history. Thirteen percent of the company, a little more than eleven thousand people. Now, I don't want to focus so much on the problems that Meta faces because I think we do that a lot. But I more so kind of want to focus on a familiar admission of guilt uh, that we're seeing among some of these big tech CEOs who are having to go through layoffs. So, you know, in a letter that. Mark Zuckerberg wrote and posted yesterday explaining these lefts. He, he basically said how he incorrectly predicted that a pandemic surge in e-commerce would be a permanent trend and that he got this wrong. He wrote, I got this wrong. And he's really far from the first to uh, that we've seen admit to exactly this, uh, this, this incorrect bet in a July letter uh, regarding layoffs at Shopify, their CEO said he bet the share of e-commerce dollars would permanently leap ahead by five or even 10 years during the pandemic. And he also wrote, I got this wrong. And last week, uh, in a letter from Stripe CEO Patrick Carlson, he explained how in early 2020, the world rotated overnight towards e-commerce and that the world is now shifting again. So this is really an interesting trend in tech now where we're seeing these leaders who, for more than a decade, had placed so many correct bets, couldn't be wrong, right, about the future got something wrong and their companies are now having to shed uh, some weight and people are losing jobs because of that. As for Meta, investors considered the last like a big a big step toward better cost management. But, you know, obviously they have big concerns still about competition with TikTok, Apple, and of course the fact that they place the fate of the company on the success of the metaverse too. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I feel like the metaverse also has something to do with this Although, you know, he could be right about the metaverse. I guess we don't know. I bet if there were another pandemic, uh, A, I don't even want to think about that. But B, <laughs> I guess, you know, yeah, maybe we would be like, oh, I can't do this again. I'm going to go hang out in my metaverse palace. Right, right. I don't know. Now that it exists. Yeah, we need another pandemic to figure some of this out, okay? <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> All right, Juliet, uh, what is the deal with this trend that seems to be growing, uh, just a move away from alcohol, non-alcoholic beer, all things like this. What's, what's the deal with this? You know, I think people are realizing that drinking is sometimes fun, but, you know, it oftentimes is not fun at all. Mm, and, really? <laughs> in fact, the, the opposite of fun. 
so essentially, yes, we're just having a big shift towards not drinking. Um, and whether that is just like people getting into tea or other things, you know, that might be happening. But one big shift we're seeing is that people are looking for non-alcoholic versions of the drinks with alcohol that they know and love. So if you're somebody who's craving a beer after work or a glass of wine with dinner, historically, your options have been very limited because most non-alcoholic options for many years tasted like crap. (laughs) And it's like, just drink a real beer or have water or something that tastes good. Um, And a lot of times too, I think people kind of regarded these things as for people who just didn't drink for whatever reason. But now we're seeing a lot of people who do drink shifting to mix in these non-alcoholic options into their lifestyles, which have become increasingly healthier. So I'm going to focus a little bit on just one company called Athletic Brewing. Mm-hmm. It was founded in 2017, uh, basically by a couple of guys, uh, John Walker and Bill Schufelt. And on the website, it says they had a really bad beer. And then today when I was emailing with Bill, uh, he said, <laughs> said something like when they were considering this, it was like, there isn't a good non-alcoholic beer on the market. If the technology to make one existed, someone probably would have done it. So that is why this company tested and researched and brewed over 100 non-alcoholic beers to find one that tasted good. He did not tell me their proprietary secrets, probably for good reason. Oh, come on, Bill. (laughs) (laughs) So now they've got two breweries, one in San Diego, one in Milford, Connecticut. They are extremely popular. They have 55% market share among non-alcoholic craft beers. And earlier this week, Keurig Dr. Pepper acquired a minority stake in the company for $50 million. And then also earlier this year, Keurig Dr. Pepper acquired uh, Atypik. Atypik, I don't know. It is spelled very strange, but they make non-alcoholic canned cocktails and hmm. sound like they're trying to be um, a little bit French, maybe. I don't know. And so, like, why are people doing this? Is it because they just don't want to get drunk? Is it because they don't want the calories? What's going on here? Yeah, I think it's a combination of factors. NPR has an article in which they talk about shifting trends on social media, people doing these like sober October, dry January trends, and an increasing interest in health and wellness. Uh, The non-alcoholic versions often have fewer calories. Right. Athletics Run Wild APA has 65 calories. I looked up what the average calorie count for an alcoholic IPA is. That's 100. 80, 200 calories. If you're someone who's counting calories, but you still want a beer, that's great for you. Great. Another thing is moderation. Bill was saying that 80% of athletics consumers still drink alcohol, but they've come to realize, you know, I don't need to be drinking beers every night of the week. But <laughs> right. if you replace it with a non-alcoholic version, you can drink it every night of the week because you won't be hungover and you won't be getting all tipsy every night. There you go. And bada bing, bada boom. That is going to do it for us today. Thanks for tuning in to the Hustle Daily Show. We're a proud part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. Our editor today is Ezra Trupiano. Our executive producer is Darren Clark. I'm Jacob Cohen here with Juliet Bennett-Ryla. We've got a lot more tech and business coverage in our newsletter. If you're not subscribed, go get yourself subscribed at thehustle.co slash email. Just a reminder, there will not be a podcast tomorrow for Veterans Day. To any listeners who've served, thank you. Uh, We hope you have a great Friday, great weekend, and we will catch you back here on Monday.